Hello and welcome to the Connectology podcast. Here, Road Knight Taylor's influential team of elite connection specialists and their expert guests help you to better understand distribution and transmission network connections and how to acquire them faster, for less cost and at lower risk. I'm Hugh Taylor, CEO at Road Knight Taylor. And for those of you who don't know us yet, we're the independent specialist grid consultancy and our connectologists help a roll call of the UK's leading developers and investors in commercial, industrial and energy developments to significantly outperform their peers, as well as helping intensive energy users to get the connections they need to decarbonise their operations and public sector clients striving to enable economic and housing growth. Today we're talking about National Grid's tech amnesty, which at a very high level, which to be honest is all I can muster, is a time-limited opportunity for project developers to cancel connection offers they've accepted without incurring cancellation charges. Thankfully, I'm joined today by Catherine Cleary, um, who uh, knows a lot more about these things. Um, Catherine is one of Road Knight Taylor's connectologists, and she has an absolutely uh, stunning CV, having already achieved her master's in electrical engineering from Oxford and did her research project at Princeton um, and uh, advised Ofgem for four years on contested connection offers and also on reinforcement works um, and has advised the likes of HS2's um, board on their connection strategy, the Department for Transport on the electrification of motorway service areas. Um, and then until last year, Catherine headed up the grid team at GridServe, the uh, EV charging hub developer. So Catherine carries out a lot of um, Road Knight Taylor's transmission connections work, and she's very well placed to help development and investment directors to identify opportunities that might be obvious or otherwise that the tech amnesty might provide for them. So first of all, um, hello, Catherine, and thank you very much for coming on here, even though you've got a shocking cold. So um, thank you. No worries, Steve. Um, and uh, the very first question, um, and I uh, and I, I had a, a stab there at explaining what the tech amnesty is, but but first of all, uh, what actually um, is it? Uh, yes, yeah, so I think you got it in a nutshell. Um, it's an opportunity for customers who've accepted offers with National Grid, so contracted schemes, um, to relinquish tech. Um, so that could be um, uh, a kind of a complete project cancellation, or it could be just downsizing a scheme. Um, it's actually a, um, it, it's not a kind of formal process. Um, a tech amnesty is a relatively unusual event. So we've only had a couple um, in the kind of last 20 years of, of National Grid transmission history. Um, and uh, and it's something which uh, National Grid are kind of calling uh, for interest in now. So it's, it's, it's not even something that you need to absolutely commit to. But if this is something which could be of interest to a project of yours, uh, then the window is open at the moment. I, I must have, I hadn't realised that, it, that it's been done done before. So it, So as far as some people are concerned, although it was a long time ago, um, that, that it would be a sort of a relatively well-trodden path um, and uh, or, or not. But um, you say you're talking about sort of cancelling schemes. It, uh, did you suggest that actually it's not just if you're cancelling a scheme in its entirety? Yeah, and, and this is really important because actually probably the number of parties, especially recently contracted parties that want to cancel schemes in their entirety, may be quite limited. Um, but we probably suspect there might be a few parties out there who have accepted offers um, perhaps for a kind of nominal capacity. So when you went in and applied, um, you perhaps thought your, your battery scheme or your solar scheme was going to be 300 megawatts. You've accepted that. And then subsequently, you might have done some more 
um, kind of conceptual design work uh, or perhaps planning work, which has refined that um, that that kind of project size. And so this is a really good opportunity, actually, for people who are a little bit further down the line to tweak that capacity number, because um, as, as most people be aware, once you have signed on the dotted line of a connection offer, um, any decrease in your connection uh, tech um, can be liable for cancellation charges. So this is potentially an opportunity to just hand back maybe only 10, 20, 40 megawatts of tech, but without um, uh, attracting any of those cancellation charges. Great. Um, and, and actually, it is worth uh, pointing out just now that we, we are um, running a, a webinar on cancellation charges um, on securities and liabilities and, and stuff that, frankly, um, I don't understand. Um, but if um, if that is interest to, to um, anybody who's listening to this, then if you just jump on the Road Knight Taylor website, roadknighttaylor.co.uk, there'll be a link in the description. Um, and if you go to the Connectology page um, and register there, then you'll get uh, the Connectology newsletter. So you'll see when when that's coming up. And, and that... Um, the the webinar that we're going to be doing is going to be very much taking you sort of beyond what you would get. So National Grid has some fantastic um, slides and, and webinars on securities and liabilities, and we're actually going to dig, dig a bit deeper and and show you some really cool stuff that you that you might want to think about. So um, thank you very much, Catherine. Um, and so, what is the difference between a tech amnesty? I, was, I thought it was the tech amnesty. Now I know it's just a, a tech amnesty um, between that process and a normal mod app. Yeah. So, um, so I guess uh, most parties would expect that at some point between accepting your original offer and actually building out the scheme, you'll need to change something around the perhaps the technology assumptions or the connection dates um, or the tech. Um, and, and the normal path for that in kind of business as usual uh, is to do a, a modification application. So a mod app, um, a mod app has uh, a fee associated with it. So that, that's one thing to bear in mind. This tech amnesty process, there are no fees. So there are no fees associated with National Grid assessing the tech reduction and there are no fees in terms of cancellation charges. So if we if we carried on with that 300 megawatt uh, solar example, if you were looking to kind of perhaps drop that down to 240 megawatts, something which might be quite a nice size to fit on a single transformer, for example, um, then you would be saving both your mod app fee, which might have been somewhere in the region of about £25,000, um, but you would also be saving the cancellation charge associated with redu re the reduction of that tech going from 300 back down to 240. And that could be several hundred thousand pounds. Um, so there is a real incentive for people to think about this now, as opposed to perhaps a couple of years before connection when you're ordering your plant. Excellent. Thanks, Catherine. Let's pick that back up straight after this. If you're liking this podcast so far, you may want to pop over to the Connectology page on Road Knight Taylor's website and sign up to the Connectology newsletter for much more know-how, insight and thought leadership in electricity network connections. The link to this is in the description. Don't miss out on any of the articles, explainers, videos, webinars and podcasts that Road Knight Taylor's connectologists share to give you an edge and help you overcome your grid frustrations. In this dash for transmission that we've seen, the, the huge volume of connection applications um, going into um, National Grid, so ESO, uh, has been extraordinary. And we've we've ended up doing, well, so not me, obviously, um, but you and the other connectologists have ended up doing a lot of um, connection offer reviews. And it's apparent that the sort of the level of understanding um, amongst the developer community, as you can imagine, um, you know, it's it's relatively nascent. So um, a lot of applications were going in for some some fairly um, 
uh, kind of unsophisticated scales um, in terms of the capacity that is being applied for. So do you think that there is actually a sort of across the developer community that there will be relatively large volumes um, of projects where some tweak to the, the capacity um, might be necessary? Yeah, I, I think based on what we've seen so far and just, I mean, I think the, the kind of the round numbers tell it all from the, the tech register. Um, I think realistically, we are expecting the vast majority of schemes perhaps offered in the last year or so in the battery and solar space um, to need to have a little bit uh, of refinement, perhaps um, once the, the sort of once the actual engineering concept design is done. But also, I think, you know, as a result of the planning process. So um, once people look at kind of land suitability as well. So I think it's, it's probably unavoidable that there's going to be a little bit of change. Um, as those projects progress and evolve and develop um, and obviously in the normal run of the mill uh, many people wouldn't be worried about perhaps holding on to 10 or 20 megawatts of extra tech um, and then just sort of modifying uh, as I say a couple of years prior to completion. Um, I, I think we're just highlighting now that, that this could be quite a good opportunity if, if you've already done some of that work and you know you need to tweak those capacities then this offers the tech amnesty offers a, a good chance to do that effectively for free. Okay great and and that so that that brings me uh, kind of very neatly round to to my my last question was whilst, whilst we've still got you before your cold um sort of drags you away um and that's so there's a couple of things first of all is it too late to get involved but secondly um getting that design work done so we might have um people listening who are thinking well i mean if, if it's potentially the majority or or a decent chunk of those acceptor connection offers are going to want to you know tweak um, the tech that they've secured in, you know, some way, in, you know, sort of up or down, um, you know, is it that actually um, they might have time to do some of that work between now and the end of the tech amnesty or, or actually, you know, is, is, it, is it so close that, that there's not a lot can be done? Yeah, so um, so the tech amnesty, so that the first uh, stage of it is the the kind of expressing intentions. So they call, call call for uh, expressions of interest, um, and that closes on the thirtieth of November. So um, so you've got about another uh, five weeks to do that. As I say, that doesn't necessarily need to be an absolutely finalised commitment from the developer to hand back the tech, and it also doesn't necessarily need to be an absolutely finalised uh, megawatt number that you're handing back. Um, but it does need to be a clear indication of of, of what you're handing back and why. You know, so I i am cancelling this entire project or i'm, I'm refining my tech um, and i think i might want to hand back in the region of 60 to 100 megawatts or something of that region um, so uh, in the next five weeks that's probably quite a short period of time to do any kind of meaningful engineering conceptual design work um, some of this is going to involve you know from an engineering perspective that some of the reasons that you might want to reduce tech on some of these schemes is thinking about the deliverability uh, in terms of substation size uh, some of these schemes especially the larger kind of 500 600 800 even a gigawatt um, schemes are looking at installing lots and lots of substation plant, which is going to be a really significant land take uh, and have an impact on planning. So, um, so it's quite a kind of complex picture with a lot of things feeding into it. Um, so I suspect this this particular opportunity is probably mostly for developers who've already had a think about that um, and, and have got some kind of firmer ideas about the most deliverable version of their project going forwards. And and after that, thank you. And after that um, that five weeks, um, how long is there then? Um, that they ha actually have to s submit something more concrete to National Grid. 
Yeah, so so Grid will be um, will effectively get in touch with developers who express interest in the tech amnesty and will outline the process, but it won't be dissimilar to a normal mod app. So expect to be asked to resubmit your kind of technical um, DRC documents, for example, uh, which is the kind of like technical data which goes alongside your application, um, and um, and then expect to have a, 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 a variation agreement, so an agreement to vary from National Grid, uh, probably produced in sort of three to four months following that 30th of November window. Okay. Right. So, so I mean, it, it is a relatively short amount of time. If you some of those things that you're talking about might actually drive that um, the potential change in 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 the capacity of a project. Um, and uh, as you said, that there are some sort of very round numbers. And I know that we've um, uh, been involved with some projects where um, some very very round numbers have been selected by developers. You know, I think that typically, if you look at the tech register, there's lots of kind of they begin with a three and they all be, they begin with a five. Um, when you're looking at the tech register, can you see relatively obvious opportunities where developers might be able to um, come down to something that, that just fits within design limits for for specific um, national grid assets that that might um, you know, give people um, uh, uh, like an easier opportunity and an early opportunity to to make adjustments. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the one very specific thing, you know, which which and, and here I think we should be clear, we're we're, really, we're talking about onshore projects. Um, so the kind of recent solar and battery uh, applications which have gone in. Um, it's it's not unusual, I think we should say, for for projects of all types to have a round number in the tech register. Um, so and 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 many times that will be you know an estimate as to what a seabed lease area is capable of offshore wind um or you know or actually just based on some some kind of sqss limits um you know for large new uh, like nuclear stations so so those existing technologies are a bit different it's the, these new players for solar and batteries uh specifically i think which we're talking about um here in terms of optimizing those connection sizes yeah. and they're not necessarily optimizing them for national grid assets they're optimizing them for their own customer assets so um you know we've talked a lot to developers who are really keen on stepping directly from 400 down to 33 kv now the transformer sizing for that's quite a key role um, in determining what a kind of viable project size is the difference between having to buy one uh, 400 kV transformer and having multiple 400 kV transformers with a 400 kV uh, switch your switch yard um, on your site that that that's quite a kind of step change in, in like substation footprint uh, capital costs of the project so I, I suspect perhaps I'm kind of focusing particularly around the the kind of 250 up to 400 megawatt scale where I where I think potentially projects might end up sitting in a slightly um, difficult design window in terms of that that transformer arrangement if they are looking to step directly from 400 down to down to 33 kV um good um well that that was fantastic um, for me Catherine uh, thank you very much did you have anything else to add before I send you back to your to your lem sip no no that, that's I think that's covered us off hopefully Hugh. brilliant well Catherine uh, thank you so much and um, look forward to um, to your your next podcast which uh, might be when you're when you're a bit better so um thank you very much thanks bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the Connectology podcast. If you found it helpful, please share it with any of your colleagues or connections you think may be interested. And please do subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your content. You can find out more about our services at roadnighttaylor.co.uk, link in the description, where you can also sign up to our free Connectology newsletter for more news and thought leadership in network connections. If, during this podcast, you found yourself wondering what it would be like to have a Road Knight Taylor connectologist in your life, 
Please do email laura at roadnighttaylor.co.uk to find out how their game-changing skills and insight can change the game for you too. 